Lagos, good morning. Yes, I'm back and I'm your host for today. My name is Precious. You are on 103.1 Unlag FM and this is the Voice of History program brought to you by the Student Historical Society of Nigeria, Unlag chapter. Uh, I have in the studio with me, Kenny, <laughs> back from all the way from uh, Ondo State. And what, back in the studio is Comrade at the bio. Morning, Hi guys. Good morning. Good morning, Lagos. Hello. Hi, Vivian. Yeah. I was in traffic coming here. Man, I think it's everyday experience, you know. Lagos, um, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the everyday realities that mm-hmm. we, you know, we work up to. It looks like it's going to rain. The weather is really cool. There, yeah. yeah. Um, are you doing, Lagos? I've missed you. I know you missed me too. Uh, I don't have uh. We don't have to do the this week in history and the uh, the rhetoric today. We're just uh, if if you've been following the program, you know that we did an interactive session sometime last month, right, Commander Bayo? Yeah. Uh, and it was titled "The Nigeria of Our Dreams." So we promised to do sort of like a part two, and we are here to fulfill that promise. Before we go right into the uh, interactive session. We would go on a short break and be right back. Stay tuned and don't go anywhere. Welcome back. For those just joining us in the show, you are on 103.1 in Lag FM, and this is the Voice of History program brought to you by the Student Historical Society of Nigeria. My name is Precious. I have my co host, Kenny, and our guest, Comrade Adebayo, in the studio. We'll be talking about the Nigeria of our dreams. So, like a part two, a continuation. We've talked about it last month, and uh, we would just glance, uh, quickly brush through things we didn't touch. Um, that day, um, Kenny, uh, Comrade Bayo and I uh, said we had a vision for Nigeria, something we, uh, we a way we want Nigeria to be. Very well. Very uh, yeah. So, do you have a dream for Nigeria? What is the Nigeria of your dream? Oh, um, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, I think um, we all dream every day. Mm-hmm. This is part. This is part of our reality. context of Nigeria, I think it is good if, you know, everybody who, who actually, maybe one way or the other, pictured, you know, it is in Nigeria, you know, that they want for themselves. Right. So you what know? is yours? What is your <laughs> dream for Nigeria? Yeah, yes. I have a very big dream for, for Nigeria. I, you know, I want a country where I can actually call my home. I want a This country. is not your home. It is my home, but the everyday sad reality mm-hmm. is a major challenge. That must be, be tough. But it's still your home. What do I mean by, 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 by this home? A home is a place that you, you know you should enjoy. You should feel you know, there's this satisfaction that you feel when you are at home. Right. 
But in, in this reality that we are facing Please, now... Please, when you feel safe. Say, yes, in this reality that where we are now, that is in Nigeria, there are a lot of things that is, you know, actually going on. And if we, we don't begin to address some of these issues, uh, the possibility of saying, you know, in Nigeria of our dream that many have, you know, envisioned might, might look impossible. Sorry to say, but that is, that is the bitter truth. So, and as historians, the first thing, uh, I think I'm right, that we need to do is to first, you know, trace the source of this problem. Right. Yeah, 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 if you feel... Okay, can you remind us what you said in Nigeria of your dream? Of your dream? Of yeah. my own dream. I yeah. For me, I have, like, I said, the last time I said, I want a control of a classless society. Yeah. Whereby everybody has, you know, um, the access to the means of production. And I said, uh, a place where holding public offices would not be, um, a means of primitive accumulation. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, we talked about how we can build the Nigeria of our dreams. Can you like quickly take us through that? Um, for me, I, I think I just want to just you know, comment on the question of you know, Nigeria, of, uh, Nigeria of our dreams. It's just like, you know, majority of us want to achieve our dreams and, you know, we want to achieve our dreams in a country whereby it's not creating that urban environment or, or a system that can actually bring out the best in you. Yeah. So just like someone, you know, dreaming about owning a car, and after having that car, the car doesn't have the tire. So tell me how will the car will be able to move from one destination to another? That's the presence of Nigeria presents right now. Nigeria is just an embodiment. An embodiment without the substance. Right, so how can we view that classless society you mentioned? Yeah, um, uh, I, I think, you know, the number one thing a lot of people have to understand is that, you know, you don't love a country mm. without knowing all the country. You don't love something without knowing much knowledge about it. Right. And I, I feel like the way the problem is right now is that a lot of people don't actually know, know the main problem of Nigeria presently. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just complain about the daily realities, kidnapping, bad government, and stuff like that. But there are there are connections, you know, of things happening leading to what is happening in this country right now. And I feel like you know people need to actually pay more attention to economics and politics. Because economics okay. and politics is what modifies our life, is what shapes our life. Mm-hmm. Politics is about policy. So, right. in a country, if the policy of that country is not actually, you know, or it's going against my own growth, possibly that means the policy itself is not in the aim or in the direction you know, to my own interest. The policy of this country, let me say the creation of Nigeria presently, is only, you know, beneficiary to some few class. Mm-hmm. And the reason so is that, you know, there are economic structures and political structures that made it that way. So, I feel like, you know, this is Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Why is Nigeria so, so stagnant in this present time, you know, in the 21st century, whereby so many years of independence. independence and, you know, we've seen countries, you know, that being independent after us, you know, are doing yeah. very, very fine. Doing very, very fine. So I feel like, you know, it is, it is now people need to understand, you know, the system itself. Nigeria as a okay, Nigeria, Nigeria as a whole, you know, the, the creation of Nigeria itself was not, was not to benefit, to benefit the people. Mm-hmm. The creation of Nigeria was to benefit the few class. Because during the colonial time, during the colonial era, you know, the white people were the one in control of our resources and were the one controlling the people, you know, both the economy and the labor. Mm-hmm. So over time, you know, they created, you know, these people whereby they gave them the British education. The reason why they gave the, these people the education was not that they liked them or was not that because they did out of the will of charity. They did that because they realized that you know, trying to bring, you know, people 
convincing people from Europe to Africa will cost them more. And any people, the enemy civil servants or soldiers they bring from Europe down to Africa must cost them double. So the only thing they did that, okay, let's see the class of people that our goals attach together. Yeah. They realize that you know the kings, the uppers, the emirs, and the social people have you know this this zeal of control you mm-hmm. know, to control the people to exploit them. So they realize that it seems to have like you know like like our interests are aligned together. So we realize what we can actually do is how we can build our own class from those set of people. So they started giving the, uh, the, uh, the children of kings in, in the kings, you know, mm-hmm. wealthy people opportunity to go to British school. So after they, they came back, you know, they came back to the British school. These people didn't see themselves as native Africans anymore. They started seeing themselves as, as, as white people. They wanted to put on the suit, put on the bow tie. They okay, the first of our time, there was something I took home that day. You said that religion was one of Nigeria's problems. Yeah, religion, yeah, like I said, religion is... is yeah, is, is, I, I thought about it a lot and I said we'll talk about it again. Again, Yeah. Kenny, do you agree? Do you agree that religion is one of Nigeria's um, problems? Well, well, I think religion, you know, is not becoming a major topic daily mm-hmm. um, press today. Yeah. When you recently, um, Walisha well, Inka, you know, made some comments about um, how mm-hmm. you know religion, uh, you know, has been a major problem, you know, um, to the issue of nation building in Nigeria. So do you so agree with him? Perspective is you know looking at it from the view of you know um liberty then the idea of you know some some you know, some um religion is you know using this um idea of you know practices and the like you know to affect the living the I told you last order. week that everyone the, is entitled to get to their well, own belief. Well for for me for me yes like you know everyone is entitled for their own yeah. belief. but for me I feel that we need to you know um Distinguish between what is religion and religiosity. 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 You know, okay. religion. Yes, we have different types of religion, um, Christianity and the like. Mm-hmm. But I, you, you can, you, the, in fact, the, 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 the major religion in Nigeria, you know, as of today, uh, when you look at, you know, either the the, the Quran or the Hadith, that mm-hmm. is for the Muslim or the, the Bible for the Christian, preach, you know, peace. It's preach. Fanatics about the way they, 
you know, pursue or not portray their belief. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of this religiosity has taken over a lot of souls. And this has been yeah, a major yeah, issue. Yeah, my, 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 what I just wanted to say in addition is what on, on what you said mm-hmm. from liberty. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, I think that if actually you want freedom of opinion, mm-hmm. you want me that you, and you don't want to feel religion at in the concept of indoctrination, mm. why not let's let's leave our kids, you know? A what? They leave our kids until they get to that. Our day. children. Yeah, our children okay. to that level of of to that level where they can able to to choose for themselves mm. what they want. To choose for as themselves. Freedom, like, as freedom, because I right. feel like you know when you start putting people into religion at the age of two, five, mm. three, it's an indoctrination yeah. because the kids, you know. Cannot actually say I don't want. Yeah. Cannot actually decide like if actually I want this this in my own opinion. So I feel like okay, leave the kids to that age of reason, maybe probably in their late teens. If at that point they cannot reason for themselves. At that point, you can't reason. Yeah, at the age of five, four, you can't reason with yourself Mm -hmm. because you know over time your your parents take you you know to churches to mosques. And you grow into that thing. No, if you go to the church now, they have a special section for kids whereby they, they teach them Bible stories and stuff like that. Likewise, you know, Islam too has their own way of really, you know, the tenants and the activity. Mm. So, I find it like it, it is it's a sign of indoctrination. Okay. If actually, you know, your religion has that substance, you know, to change people's opinion that okay, religion is what you need, let them reach that age of reasoning. Let us cross examining it when they reach that age, but I want to decide for myself. So for me, I feel like if actually religion, you know, care about liberty, give people the free will to reach that to decide what to choose, and right. you know, over time, you know, over time, we shouldn't treat religion as 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 a dogmatic thing. You know, human being evolved, human being evolved from one epoch to another. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if this epoch does not necessarily need religion, then we should we should drop it. And and you know, when we when we when we actually say okay, this thing, this thing, this thing is good, this thing is good. And when we call examining it and we look to society as a whole, and we see that this thing is not actually you know, developing into, into that level that the world is going right now. You know, go to less religious countries, you see things that are doing. Right, so before we move on, we would like to go on a short break quickly and be right back. Don't go anywhere, stay tuned. For those who are joining us on the show today, you are on the Voice of History program brought to you by the Student Historical Society of Nigeria. My name is Precious. I have Kenny and Comrade Ade Bayo in the studio. We were just talking about Nigeria over our dreams. We talked about uh, how religion is a problem, one of the problems, one of Nigeria's problems. And uh, right now, I just want to ask a question. What is one thing? That one thing that Nigeria needs to have to attain that that uh, yeah to get to where we see it the uh, freedom of expression the uh, 
freedom of press, is it free and fair election, is it the equal, I mean all of these things are important, yes, but what is that one very important thing? Uh, well, well, I think this is a very fundamental uh, question, mm. uh, comrade. Um, you see, uh, like you have um, earlier said, religion is just one of the problems. But yeah. the major thing that I personally think needs to be addressed in this country is the issue of leadership. Yeah, that's it. Yes, it, I think it's the, 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 the uh, equal distribution of wealth because he kept talking about economy, economy, yeah, class, yeah. society. Ah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, just let me just. And once um, the, the, the way the society is in Nigeria, mm. um, I want to picture it in a form of, um, should I say, a virus or something. Virus? This virus has series of um, symptoms. Now, this virus itself is the leadership. Now, the okay. symptoms of this virus, yeah. you know, is. The the, 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 the the bad vices, you know, that you know uh, be responsible for this, mm. you know, long stagnation. Mm. For instance, you look at the issue of corruption belongs to this virus. Mm-hmm. That's part of the symptoms. When you look at the issue of uh, inequality, yeah. also belongs to this virus. Right. So this virus has penetrated the uh, it, country. So, so we must the Nigeria of our dream that we're picturing must solve the problem of leadership. Right. If are able to solve this problem of leadership, it is leadership that will address identity. How do we leadership solve that Leadership will address equality. Leadership will address the, issue, the, the economic policy to be adopted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Leadership will address the social cha- um, problems, the social challenges. Right. So, and if all this, leadership will address the youth question. Mm-hmm. If we don't have a proper you know, structure for, for, for all these things. It is impossible to actually achieve the result. We should come on, learn from other countries. Japan was there. If you Japan become the president, what would change? Sorry? If you become the president of Nigeria, what would change? One thing I have always identified is the fact that you don't wait for when you become the president of Nigeria. Okay. I personally, as an advocate of social justice, Mm. One thing that I I, I I hope to be escaped is the fact that whatever situation that you have, whatever place that you can be, first be a change agent. Okay. Yeah. If you can change right. your society, the society that you you know you, you look up to, yeah. then from there you can extend to you know to, to do what to, you to, can. To, to your world. Yeah. But this is not something that we end you know within a day. It's a process, and we have to start. Yeah. Exactly. That really break down. You know. The main point about it, but mm-hmm. for me, I feel like you know, what is that important name for you? For me, I feel like you know, the people have been so deprived to the extent that they feel like they need like a savior to come and save us, you know. And I think you know, what Kenya said is that we need good leadership, right? The leadership is not to act like a savior, the leadership is to you know, restructure yeah. the country whereby it will enable you know, different people come out and develop themselves, mm-hmm. building that capacity, you know. Of nation building and yeah. stuff like that. So if 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 there is no someone who can create a system that will be very platform, platform yeah. for us, you know, there won't be any 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 sense of development. And the kind of leader that we have, they don't think about the people. They mm. think about their pocket. Yeah. So they think about their pocket. You know, the national wealth of uh, the, the national resources of this country is being shared by two people: multinationals and our leaders. That's all. Okay. That's all. So, so equal distribution of wealth is important. It's very, very important. Very, very important because if a lot of people have been deprived of their economic means, you know, they can't, they can't develop. Just like me starving you now. You'll be thinking about food every day now. If I starve you, there's nothing that you can think about. You can't even think about reading. You can't yeah. even think about. So, you know, what can I eat? Now, after eating, the well being of the people. 
if the well-being of the thing is assured, they will bring out you know, yeah. the talent Fair. in them, what they can add to the and, and development of the society, identity. the identity and stuff like that. So, you know, give the people the feel, give them the substance that they needed, you know, to develop. So that's my, on, on the question, you know, for me, like I said, you know, you know, for my own dream is that, you know, we just need some certain people to change, you know, the idea of how this continent is being run. Over time, people can govern by govern themselves. Yeah, of course. I think there'd be a, a, another problem that um, we, must, you know, we must actually look into is um, even maybe just from our own people. And yeah. how many of you know how many of the youth today read about social problems? Yeah, that's that. How that, many of that, the youth have been enlightened about most of these problems? Yeah. You know, some people just feel this adaptation yeah. satisfaction yeah. about so for me, society. For me, for me, or do I won't, I won't. For I me, do feel the youth have been enlightened. I feel like Nigerian people are things. But the thing of the system, you know, right. we are being programmed. The way we think, mm. the things we cherish, the thing is value. Is how the system has been that made us to value mm. them. Mm. In, a, in, a, in a good society, you see from teenage, you know, grade upward, you see people creating scientific you know, inventions. We innovate. You know, mm. because why? The societies have already built in them what they needed to develop. What about what as our leaders or society at large imputes to the people? To the extent that they will bring out the good things in them. So everybody is just living on the peripheral level. You are just living here and there. Yeah. And before you do it, you just jump on one thing. Nigerians have talent though. We just need the resources to develop our talent. Nigerians have talent. That's why if you go if you go if you go anywhere in the world, you will see Nigerian there, you they, 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 they easily participate. But we need to apply we need to apply this talent. Application is also very, very key. When you look at application for instance. Uh, for, uh, um, the How do we apply the talents when we don't have the resources, the platform? And that's the that's problem. Leadership. That's, that's, that's the leadership. leadership. So these are things that we must actually identify. Right. And like um, one of my comrades, you know, would always say, a professor, mm. uh, used to say that there is a, 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 for to change, you know, all these things won't come in a day. But there is this principle of gesture that we need, which is justice, equity, fairness, Justice, equity, uh, um, fairness, fairness, transparency, and accountability. If right. we can apply all this, I think in Nigeria of our journey, we can only apply that you know, when the value of the society is different. If the value is just working towards materialistic things, acquiring yeah. wealth, property, wealth, and sure. stuff like that, there will always be manipulation because you can't create wealth. Okay, so yeah, our time is far spent. Thank you very much, Kenny. Thank you for coming. Thank you, uh, Comrade Adebayo. Thank you for always honoring our invitation. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our producer. Thank you, uh, Lagos. As usual, we would not be here without you. Uh, tune in, same time, same day, same, same station next week. I'll see you then. Take care, bye bye. Time is so short. Bye.